The views and opinions expressed on Live at the Barbershop are entirely those of the host, guest, and caller and do not reflect the opinions of Live at the Barbershop or its staff. Viewer's discretion is advised. The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only and contains adult contents, graphic language, strong sexual contents, and a whole lot of shit talking. So in other words, get your kids out the room. Live, we go on the barbershop with your hosts, Misha J, Aaliyah, Black Republican, and those two crazy Caribbean guys from the Q&N show, Norris and Q. The man of the hour, Mr. H-N-I-C, Mr. Sleep When You're Dead, Hustle Now, The Magnificent. Yo, yo, son. What's up with all that? Oh, uh, I was just trying to amp it up, you know, like... Oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I'm, all right, I'm with that, I'm with that. John, 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 live at the Barbershop Podcast. The truth, slavery didn't destroy the black family. Do you know that we were still getting married through slavery? Jump in a broom, in secret, even under punishment of death. We were married during Reconstruction. We were married during civil rights. When do you begin to see the rise of the single-parented black female household? 1970. After they killed Dr. King, the United States government said we must neutralize the black power base. And they determined that the black power base was the black family. It was independent black skilled men and women who financed King, financed Mr. Garvey, financed Mr. Muhammad, financed SNCC and CORE, the Freedom Riders in the sit-in movement. So they said, if we want to crush the black struggle, we got to crush the black family. So guess what they did in 1970? King dies in 68. In 1970, they came into the black communities and de-industrialized our city centers. In 1970, they started shutting down the factories. Remember, up until the 50s and 60s, you didn't need a college degree to get a decent job. Many of us got grandparents who worked in factories their whole life and lived better lives than we're living now with two and three degrees. They could work in their same neighborhood and everybody worked for the factory. Good retirement, pension, benefits, medical. They started shutting down the factories in 1970 and then they went into the high schools and did what? Started deindustrializing the inner city high schools. Up until 1970, you could graduate from almost any school in New York certified as a plumber, certified as an electrician, certified as a carpenter, auto body, brick mason, a welder. They took all those programs out. These are the skills that pays the bills, gentlemen. As long as you have a skill, you can always feed your family. But if all you got is college degrees, you might end up in the unemployment line. Why? Because the the skills that we learn in college are not necessarily marketable to other black people. I'm a psychologist. Ain't too many black people running around looking for psychologists to reveal all the skeletons in their closet. Yeah, you so, gotta talk to a white Exactly. Person. So they started sending us to college instead of teaching us how to work with our hands. That was the 70s. That was the economic castration of the black male. Now let's go to 1980. The CIA comes in, cocaine import agency. They drop off crack. So now the unemployed black man who has always been a breadwinner, Envy, even in slavery, we were always the breadwinner. Up until 1970, now the crack comes. You got a decision. I can sell this crack and try to put some food on the table, or I can smoke it to deal with the fact that I'm no longer economically relevant to the black woman. And drama. let's be clear. The decade of the 70s was the decade of making the black man 
economically irrelevant to the black woman. We're the only man in America who is out-earned and out-educated by our mates. No other woman in America out-earns and out-educates their mates. And this is not the black woman's problem. I want to be clear. This was systematically done to make us irrelevant to our family. Yes. Good day, good day, good day. Friday, we back fresh in the flesh. We had to do it a little different for today. That was Dr. Umar Johnson with a statement for tonight's topic. It's poverty by design. Yeah. And it's clear as from the statement he made a moment ago. Yes, it was. Um, We've had numerous discussions on this panel before. And make, make, let me make this clear. Live at the Barbershop has numerous different hats that we wear. We deal with multiple different things. That's why it, it is prudent for family, friends. If you supporting yeah. us, support us. Yeah. Because the information that we're giving to you is very vital. Yeah, exactly. You got time for TikTok, you got time for this. Yeah. You got yeah. time for YouTube, for seeing people getting punched in the face and different things like that, you got time for this. Especially the family and friends. Because if, if the support effort don't come from you first, then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because the amount of information that you got from this program alone is very vital. Yeah, you got to have a listening ears when we talk on the show, you know? You know, we have fun. Yeah. But like I said, it's entertainment and education at the same time. Yeah. But it's just... Tonight's show is called... Was it by design? Poverty. Was it by design? So we're going to touch on a lot of things. Tonight is just the surface. There's a few episodes that we have in store to go deeper. We'll speak to some lawyers. We'll speak to some different activists, some guys that I know in New York. We're going to touch base with them. Yeah. And we're going to break everything down in the different episodes to like shed more light on this situation. Tonight's episode... Tonight's show is just to break ground. Yeah. Just so we can have a dialogue to say, yes, no, I see it. I don't see it. If you didn't see it, we hope you will see it at the end of the show. That's what it's about tonight. And this is what we see and live every day. See and live every day. I'll yeah. break down the reason why I decided to do this, this show tonight. And then I'll have everyone's opinion. Please remember to call in. The shop's hotline is open for everyone, 954-998-6564. Now, if you can't remember that, <laughs> I don't know, because everything rhymes. 954-998-6564. Live at the Barbershop's hotline, okay? Yeah. So without further ado, let's jump into this. I'm your host for tonight. My name is John John. To the, to the left of me is my man Q. Yo, Q, What's up, what it man? do? What's up, man? Where are you tonight? To Drop some, and here's something. Nice. I don't mean to yeah. cut you, but yeah, you gonna nice. come into. Huh? <laughs> Are you coming in tonight on 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 that? Cause we going home tonight. Also, we going back home tonight. Yeah, and there was a documentary I saw on Mountain View, and we're gonna break that down as well. Okay, okay, all right. So yeah, I was watching that, and then yeah, I saw. It let me let me bring our co-host in. Aaliyah, Aaliyah is in the building. She's gonna represent for the down south. <laughs> people am i right yes absolutely she might yeah. be from she might be doing something in st thomas too i don't know you can represent that too. you 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, you want to rap? It's all good. We're going to break it down to a science. Hood to hood. What happened? Uh, she got not, somebody she got mad. <laughs> hood to hood. We're going to break down state to state, country to country. Yeah. And see how this thing has a ripple effect. Because I'm going to go as... We're going to rewind the tape from us in Jamaica in the earlier days. Yeah. Move forward to America and then to today's presence and then try and tie everything back to break everything down and say, is this by design or not? Yeah, it's by okay? design, man. All right. Are you back with us? Yeah, I don't know what happened to the screen. <laughs> okay. So tonight's topic, as you know, we're asking them the big question, is poverty by design? Um, you heard uh, a soundbite earlier by Dr. Umar Johnson that kind of broke it down for us, kind of answered it for us. Yeah. But tonight we're going to break it down ourselves and, and break it down more of a side. Like I said, tonight is not dissecting it and going deep into it. It's just skimming the surface. This is your opinion from your own experience, from what you've analyzed in life, and what you see, in your own neighborhood, yeah. and what you've seen. In your own neighborhood. So, okay. Let's start off with the neighborhoods, okay? Has anyone had this epiphany of looking around in your neighborhood and kind of wondering, hmm, kind of crazy how, okay, there are no more whites. If you if you started out in a neighborhood where you had X amount of whites, let's say. Yeah. All right? You started out where maybe you were the, like the first, second, third blacks on the street. Ding, now- ding, ding. It turned it slowly trickled where they started shifting. Yeah, uh, more blacks came in, and then we took over. Now you look now, and I'm gonna tie it back in because I always talk about gentrification. So now you look back, and now you look, and you're looking on your street nowadays, and you're like, mm. one, two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're either jogging by now, or walking their dog, or scootering, or something like yeah. that. Something yeah. odd that you haven't usually seen on your block. Meaning right? they're returning? They're returning. Wow. Taking over. Okay. Trying to take it back. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, oh. We're going to break down certain terms and different things. Okay. And how, how it kind of repeats itself, but in a different way. Hmm. In a different way. Okay. So now, uh, Aaliyah, let me, let me, should we start in the United States or should we go, go in the Caribbean? Let's go back home. Go to the couch. Oh, she's your mic's start 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 well. I mean, start well. We know. Okay. Well, I know both. <laughs> but then start start in the U.S. Okay. Okay. So, all right. You know what? Let's start. Let me let me start down south and work my way up top. Okay. Yeah. If you don't mind, would you like to start in the south? What is Just that? A lot of the, the slavery situation was yeah. brutal in the south. Okay, the migration either went north or west. So, let's start in the south. So, from your experience at your young age, um, did you experience that racial tension or anything like that in your neighborhood? Did you move into a neighborhood where your family were the, the only blacks? Are or was it predominantly all blacks when you... Or when you when you when you were there, were you seeing the changes? People coming out or people coming in? 
the other Caucasian. You mean as I was growing yes. up? Yeah. 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 Um I think that hadn't started yet in my era. I mean, so, kind of sort of. I think they kind of started with the like the school zones and stuff like that. Wherein we would be in a certain area, but we didn't go to the school that was close to us. We went to the schools that were way out. Further. Right. Well, yeah. uh, I was further out, meaning that, okay, they were predominantly black. White. Oh, the ones that were further out were white? Yeah. And you yeah. were going to that school? Yeah, we were going to those schools. Lucky. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's different. Okay. So now in your neighborhood now, was it predominantly all black or was it a vice versa situation where your family were the, I guess. It wasn't noticed the the difference between. The difference between. Yeah, I was waiting on him to yeah. finish it too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, between, between um, the, the, the two gender. The two, yeah. Between the blacks and white family. Yeah, black okay. and white family. <laughs> I don't know why I called it. My neighborhood was mixed. The dog. It was mixed. <laughs> the dog you said your dog in the background distracted us. <laughs> but you're saying it was mixed. Okay. Your mic. Yeah, the, okay. yeah my, our neighborhood was mixed. So it was kind of a mix of black and white. Okay. Now, for Black IT, he said he had it a little different when he came to the South. So he's saying when he moved on his block, it was. Well, I'll let him talk. Go ahead. Yeah, when I moved here, it was predominantly white. Predominantly white on your block. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, when we moved, um, we had we had uh, I want to say it was probably me and maybe three. Other blacks, three other blacks on this okay, and one black on one block. Wow! And, and how fast before it it started changing? I give it probably a year or two. A year or two. Mm. That's when it. That's when about uh yeah yeah about a year. It was three of us. Then, then the fourth one and the fifth one. Okay, and then, so. Then it just started shifting. Started oh, shifting started, as soon started, as they saw it. So the black family was coming, coming in. in. Coming in, and the white family slowly started moving, started out. moving out. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, because here's the thing that, all right, for instance now, in New York. Yeah. So I'm going to move up, up up top now to New York. Coming from Jamaica, going into, into New York, we automatically migrated to places that were familiar grounds to us, meaning that there were other West Indians, other blacks, things like that, especially coming to a new country. You didn't really understand the system. So you you gravitate to your family that's already there, friends or people like that, that you can, you can ask questions. You can figure things out. So my recollection of coming to New York, um, landing first spot we went to Harlem. So shout out to all my family in Harlem, Jennifer and the rest of them, Sharice, um, Mikey, Harlem, 
Um, St. Nick. Mm. Up on St. Nick. Um, in the projects. So it really didn't dawn on me as it being a design. Yeah, because where you come into, it's more of what you leave home seeing. Leave well, uh, not really. I didn't leave Jamaica seeing, but I came here and saw because, you know, we don't have projects down there, okay. and different things like that. So the buildings and the height and all that stuff there, we just, we got we, we gar- haven't seen that. The garrison, garrison is different. <laughs> so, but <laughs> it's his own little beast in itself. One thing I will say though, the word project always stuck with me. I never understood why they calling a build a building a project. Yeah. It never it never made sense to me as a as a kid hearing the older kids or the older adults in the building say, Meet me at this project. I'm I live in this project. He's from yeah. that project and yeah. different things. And I always kept what's this project thing? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. as I grew up, I started understanding they calling the building a project. Yeah. So then my mind started moving a little bit more. And I remember reading a book one time. And this book actually said that. This word project was actually a project. They actually put lab rats in confined spaces to see how they would react with each other. Wow. So as the space got tighter, the rats started chewing on each other, eating each other, biting each other, and different things like that. Isn't that crazy, man? And when I thought about it, I said, oh my gosh. Because the attitude and the behavior, Mm. and I'm not saying for everyone, and I'm I'm not saying one set of people are better than the other. Yeah. It's not that. It's by design. You could fall in or you could fall out. Yeah. It's like now I said before, you could sleep on the rock or you could swerve on it. Some may understand what I'm saying, some may not. You got to figure that part out for yourself. The whole thing with that is the mentality that I saw growing up in the projects is that people are very hostile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the slightest little thing, somebody ready to get at you. It's it's, um, it's, it's happening now. You got people that was normally just peeing in the, in, in the elevators and in the stairwells and stuff like that, where you go to someone that lives in a residential area, their attitude is a little bit different. Now, I'm not going to tell you that <laughs> some residential areas, houses, mm-hmm. people wasn't wilding, but... Yeah. To know that this thing is a project situation and it was created to see the reaction of people, our people, and how they would react in confined spaces really intrigued me. Yeah. So now, looking into the program for tonight, I found out a lot of interesting things. Like, is anyone familiar with HUD? HUD. You're familiar with HUD? Okay. All right. Q may not be too, too familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, but Aaliyah, you're familiar with HUD, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh oh. <laughs> Look who just popped his head Look in the building. <laughs> okay. Bring my man in, Black Republican. Stick Ooh, your head in. I knew, I, knew this, I, knew had to, I knew the subject had to, had to um, stir some dust. <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm saying? The rabbit, the rabbit, he, he my interest. rabbit hole got you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm you. glad you you stuck your head out. Get my my, ra- my radar came up like, 
I'm glad you stuck I, your head I know, out. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? I invite everybody else out there to really put the time in. Listen, and if you're on, chime in, please. You got the number. You can come in. Hit us up. 954-998-6564. Shout out to my man, Khalil, on the West Coast. What's up? Cuz, always support. Family, family. Bless tough up. Tough talk. Tough talk. What's good? Family for life. So now, back to what we're talking about. So now, HUD. You're familiar with that as well. I know you're yeah. familiar with it, Black. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So HUD, believe it or not, is one of the designers for a thing we all know now as redlining, mm. which is basically forcing all of the <laughs> people that look similar to each other <laughs> in these areas to make sure that we don't migrate into these other neighborhoods. Because mm. with the great migration, you know, back at a certain time, blacks really used to mingle. It wasn't this cluster situation like what we saw with the urban developments and different terms. Um, like James Baldwin had mentioned before, a thing called Negro re removal, you know, which is, again, urban renewal. So with that now, it's forcing everyone now into these certain areas. So now everyone that looks like you, you just stay over here. And that didn't just apply to blacks. Mm. Believe it or not, it didn't just apply to blacks. There were a list of people that in certain states and certain areas could not could not buy homes or be in certain neighborhoods. And that fell in, on Chinese, Japanese, Mongolians, Africans, but mainly blacks. Anyone black that had any black bloodline, descendants, that fell for Jews as well. Okay? Anything less of Aryan nation, basically. So, with that now, you, you know, you're asking yourself multiple questions like, well, hmm, how would it have been if this was reversed and we never really fell into this category right now where everything is clustered into these neighborhoods? Like, would we have all this gang fair situation going on? Would we have the drug game like how it is right now? Would we be controlled like how we are right now? Because, you know, all these different kids, these younger kids is claiming these sets, these blocks and stuff like that, yeah. not realizing that these things were designed to have you behind the eight ball. So what set are you really trying to claim at this point? You understand what I'm saying? So at any time, if anyone wants to chime in, feel free to chime in. Black, I know you got some information on this as well. So let's talk to you real quick. Your experience... Coming up from Jamaica, coming into South Florida, I'm assuming, right? You didn't you didn't go to any other state. You came straight no, here. I came straight to Miami when I got here. Okay, so how was it for you when you got here? Terrible. Like when you get here, you got here pretty much everybody is like they were representing the worst of the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they they would rep the on uh, the disaster, you know. Like they'd be like, "Yo, that's my spot, that's my block, that's my hood," 
You know what I mean? And you look at them and you say, yo, but that block ain't doing nothing for you. The hood ain't doing nothing for you. Nobody in the hood own nothing. Nobody in the hood ain't doing nothing in the hood. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you, you come from Jamaica and everybody's a community. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's still from one. It's like you're stealing from everybody. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Down here, you can get just clapped down and no issue and everybody just step over you. Like you don't even exist. You know what I'm saying? But it was always an issue coming here because I've never experienced like this type of lifestyle until I got to America. You get what I'm saying? Where literally you got three brothers and a sister just in the, you know, got to sleep up underneath the stove, you know, while the oven is on for some heat. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because we had to be in the hood when we first got here. But see, that's so, the property situation. You see, by keeping you down, it's basically keeping you in line or keeping you in check. Because I always speak about the totem pole situation. You know, like when you have, when you see different um, groups or organizations or, mm-hmm. or even let's, let's turn everything back to the music situation. When you have certain groups, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call any groups, group names out, but you've seen it before where you have certain groups the general would never really let anyone pass it. General might not be even the tightest one in the group, but if he know there's a tighter one underneath them, it's not going to let him pass. Reason being, there's a reason for the totem pole. And at the end of the day, if you're as equal as me, then who is going to praise me? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if everyone had a Bentley on the block, then no one would be, there would be no wow factors. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean? Cause now when you pull yours out the garage, I'm looking like, so what? I got that too, <laughs> you know? But if it's like, I got a, a, a little rust bucket and you coming out, I'm like, whoa, I wish I was like you. Somebody has to be on the top part of the totem pole. When it comes to the race situation, that was what was in place. You know, they had to design it in a way where it's like, okay, I have to keep the, not only for the mere fact of back in those days, they just didn't, it's the inferior part of it that they didn't want to admit to. Mm. So by keeping you in certain areas, keeping certain economics from you, you would just stay at a level, stay at a level. And as time is going on now, like Dr. Umar Johnson spoke about, the black male in the household now is becoming lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser. lesser. You understand what I'm saying? We spoke about this numerous times before. And this, Where this, is it this, by this. design that social media is playing a role in what this should look like? It, it's it's the energy people take, seeing though. Yeah, but it's not. You see, that no, is, but the the thing though is what people don't realize is that it, it goes all the way back to back to the plantation days, the hoods, you know, the blocks. Every Martin Luther King Drive, every Martin Luther King Boulevard, or whatever it's named, there's a plantation on there filled with slaves working to the system. All right? Every single one of them are bred and indoctrinated to serve the system. And the system is the prison. The system is the, is the working environment, the one that exploits those people. Because those individuals, they go into those systems. Once they're punished and broken under that system, they go into these jails where all the other countries benefit from by privatizing those prisons. And they use those individuals as cheap labor 
which is also called slave labor. You get what I'm saying? Because these cats in prisons are making computer chips. They're making cameras. They're making designer outfits. They're making all sorts of stuff in prison now. You get what I'm saying? And other countries own that. So technically, they still own the slaves on the um, on the field. You get what I'm saying? Mm. That's why most of these people in the in these projects, they need to start owning these projects. And because they don't own the projects, the slave masters still own it. So that's why you have a few selected and protected individuals that are allowed to run free in those plantations and earn as much money, whether it's illegal or legal, as, as much as they want, because those are the selected Negroes, just like the plantation had selected Negroes that got whatever they want. And the Negroes that didn't get it looked up to them and say, maybe I should uh, throw my morals out the window and be like that house Negro or the selected Negro. You get what I'm saying? So mm. it's the same exact, it's the same exact system. There's nothing changed at all. That's so the reason why every time we switch from, we start getting away from racism, they bring it right back because it needs to be there for their system to work. And without it, it will fall apart. So let me ask, okay, let me ask the number one question to everyone now. All right. Um, has anyone heard of the of a thing called a racial covenant? Yeah. Racial covenant. Yeah, racial covenant. Has anyone heard of it? You're familiar uh, with it? No. Aaliyah, have you heard of it before? No. Okay. So blacks, you said you you you're familiar with it. Yeah, pretty much um as far as the the stereotypical bias basically so now the rate the, the racial covenant actually was of of course written by a, a white guy um by the name of uh edmund walton which was a realtor back in minneapolis so what it was he wrote this this covenant basically so within your deed the deed to your home it broke down basic rules and regulations things like almost like what you would have in your HOA. Yeah. Tells you the do's and don'ts, what we want, what we don't want. And that basically separated. So if you had a home, you could say, I don't want these people here. I don't want, I'm not renting to them. I don't want to sell to them. I don't want nothing to do with So it would separate you, like you say, Black. Mm. So mm. um, that all stemmed because, again, there was a Black family that moved into this one white predominantly white neighborhood and a very well-to-do neighborhood. So this family that moved in back in um, 1909, um, the gentleman's name was um, Frank Wheaton. Frank Wheaton was the first um, actual black family in a spot called Prospect Park. And when the white neighbors saw them breaking ground, they thought it was another white family moving in until when the house was done and it was mm. built and they saw these black people moving in. Oh. <laughs> okay. And all hell broke loose. They tried everything to get this black family out, but they stood their grounds. So they're not moving, not going anywhere. So because they couldn't, and miraculously <laughs> back then you would think they would, dragged them out, forced them out. They were actually comp trying to compromise with them. Family never moved. 
Okay. So because of that, now they had to create this now to prevent any any of this happening again. You understand what I'm saying? So mm. we're gonna make sure this doesn't happen again. So we're gonna create this thing now, put this in place, and put it out there so that we can prevent this from happening ever again. So with that now came the racial covenant. So it's kind of odd now when you look at all these different things that are in place and knowing that, okay, you had that black family back then for a person to move into an affluential area back then that gives you not only hope, but guidance to tell you that you can, there's much greater that mm. you can do and you can't let anyone suppress anything that you do, period. So if anything, that should be a motivation for a lot of us, even if you live in these areas that they designed, that that's not your end all. You know, like sometimes you drive through a certain hood and you can just see a person just sitting on the stoop, they ain't moving, don't have a job, Ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Three cars on a on a jack stand, <laughs> you know, a yeah, barbecue yeah. grill. Definitely a weight set, <laughs> a rusty weight set. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you looking like, and they just looking like, man, ain't nothing to do. I yeah, ain't doing yeah. nothing. The man got me down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because you just driving through there, you feel like that too. You're like, damn, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> you know? Because the psychological portion of it when you see it and you go into some of these neighborhoods and you look and you're like Damn. yeah and it there's no motivation for anything yeah no motivation the bad side to that it 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 breeds ground to what is called now gentrification which means now when you're sitting on that 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 bench outside your house, you haven't painted your house, you haven't cut the grass, you haven't done anything to keep this place up. Now it's going to shambles. Yeah. Probably your grandmother left it for you. Now you're just letting it go to hell. It got all sorts of lean and stuff on it. Now somebody comes in, they buy it at a lower, sells it back for a higher. And that could have been yours. For generations, your grandparents had it, now you just let it go. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah, a lot of that is out. So see how the design kind of put you back at square one again. They win, you lose again. They win, you lose again. So you never really stick your head out. You're forever drowning if you fall victim to this situation. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to fall victim to this situation. That goes straight up again with Dr. Umar Johnson spoke about when they injected the drugs now into our neighborhoods. Because yeah. remember, at a certain point, you had the Huxtable families, but on different levels. You may not have had the doctor and lawyer in-house, but you did have the garbage man, the um, school teacher, the principal, the physician. You had different things that created this thing that brought us out of certain neighborhoods, brought us into other neighborhoods. And no, you're not going to stop us from coming in these suburbs. We no longer have to deal with the urban areas we're coming in the suburbs now. You understand? But then now they brought it back again. Let me inject this thing again to hold them down again. The drugs. The drugs. The crack on okay? The so let me yeah. show them certain things. Because again, from the poverty level, if you got a man that's down right now, his family's hurting, his belly's grumbling, 
And all you got to do now is just sell this. Or sniff go it. eat. Two choice. Chances it, are eat it or... the better half is not going to come out. Yeah. Survival is going to kick in. Common sense is going to take a back seat. Yeah. You understand? And that's how we get us alerts. So but now. People don't. No, go, go ahead. ahead. So no, now. Go ahead, go ahead. What I was trying to explain to Q earlier is that when you look at it on a on a big screen situation, you try and say, then how does this blueprint get photocopied and get sent out throughout the world? Because take a look at it. Mm. Jamaica, Trinidad, Haiti, Dominican Republic, Cuba, name wherever you want to. Name wherever you want to. It's the same thing. That's why I always tell people, hood to hood, it's the same thing. I don't care where you're from. So, T. Say what? No, he's just shouting out T. Oh, T. Yeah, what's good? Bless up. Bless up. You know, the only difference is the level of dangers that may change up here and there. Mm. But hood to hood, it's the same thing. Survival. One man getting at the next man to just try to keep his head above the next man, the crab in the barrel situation, all that stuff replays itself. Yeah. But it's so odd how it doesn't matter if you're in the United States or you're in the Caribbean or Europe. It doesn't really matter. It's designed, for it's designed to let the affluential people stay above water and everyone else sub. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the British uh, Western model. Because, I mean, all those areas, the Caribbeans, they're all westernized. And everyone that's been westernized have all been destroying, all destroying themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's the Western model because we never behave like that. Every time somebody will go to America and come back and they started behaving different, we used to say, yo, you got Americanized. Yeah, you got enough fire in there, you get Americanized. Yeah, I mean, we used to look down on it because of the behavior. Everybody yeah. knew outside of America that what's going on to American black people is a mentality it's a psychological warfare so yeah. they used to always say when you go there don't buy into none of the nonsense because it's a gateway that leads you into that self-destruction yeah, but true. the problem is is the hype is surrounded it you know what i'm saying and most caribbean places they love the hype they love it you know what i mean so they run where the hype is so yeah. now it just made it easier and easier for that doctor nation to come along and pull them into that True. So now you got a lot of you got a lot of people in Jamaica right now that don't even own land, that don't even own a house or nothing. Jamaica, where you can easily buy land. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. The whole concept has gone out the window. But yeah. a lot of people here in America don't understand that this plantation, the difference between back in the days is that you can actually own in the plantation. You can actually build up and come together and take control of it. But the problem with it is that there's no community in these plantations. You know what I'm saying? You have a small group of people with a whole bunch of zombies surrounding them. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, those small groups, they'll try and do as much as they can to the point where they've used up all their resources and they leave those areas. You get what I'm saying? Let me ask y'all a question on something. And I'm not sure if everyone even realized this. But uh, let's... Uh... Aaliyah, um, where you're at, um, have you driven through any hood areas in your, um, 
where you're, you know, where you're located? Um, I probably lived in some hood areas. Okay. The thing is, I think that, I think the issue is, is not where you live. It's just, it's whether you're going to let it define you or not, because you have a choice of to make yourself uh, acceptable to the things that's going on in the environment or choose to be bigger than what's going on in in the environment. So I always told my kids that even in the areas, even in places that where we would live at, even though they might not be the most desirable area or not either way, it's not about where you live. It's about how you carry yourself in the, in the area that you live in. That's yeah, true. Oh, you establish so, yourself. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I think we put so much emphasis on what agenda that everyone else may have had to do whatever they was doing. But I think we missed the opportunity to flip the agenda and make it make yourself and your family bigger than what it that that they assumed it could be. So, all right, so, so let me let me ask you a question then. All right, so you say you may have lived in some of these hood areas, right? Right. How would you define? How would you know if you lived in a hood area? Like, what would be the the key things that you would see that would define? Yeah, this hood. Like, what would you know? The Jennifer identification of it well no i just want because she said she may have lived in in, well because i was probably i i'm saying may because it could have been the white hood okay well any hood and the reason why and the reason i think when we talk about hood it could be where drugs are being Mm -hmm. are being distributed or drug activity going on and people know about it or it could be uh, a lot of fighting, talking, having up late nights, having parties and making a lot of noise, one and two o'clock in the morning, wherein mm-hmm. you supposed to be asleep. Keep the place, <laughs> so, the place looks messy. Because I remember, I remember um, yeah. years back, I moved into, I had moved from one of my apartments closer to the, I was on the north side, but it was still like, south of where I was living at before Mm -hmm. and the lady had told me before when I had signed a lease or whatever she was like um maybe you you know you probably should you know drive around at certain times of night to see you know if you're gonna like the area and stuff like that so I was like oh you know I ain't worried about it (laughs) so when I moved in it would be like clockwork it was like round when dark time hit, Two people outside, and you hear all this noise, and people <laughs> fighting, and you having conversations, and it's like people hanging sheets and stuff outside. I'm like, what in the world is <laughs> going on? It didn't last. I didn't live there long, but I mean, right. I think I lasted maybe a year. That's long. That's long. Yeah, that's, long. <laughs> that's long. I thought you was about to yeah. say two months. No, nah, she she lasted as long as the lease did. That's why. <laughs> exactly. I had the lease, right? That's, that's just about to need that, need that security no back. <laughs> that's that's one of the major things though about it. Yo, T, I need you to all call in when you get a chance. Gentrification. They keep uh. the place messy, man. 
and you can see but you know but you know the only thing you know we can't say we can't put the blame all the blame on to the government and the agenda we have to take a look at ourselves and be like why are our people continuing to do this when they there's no need to do this why what has what has been ingrained in in our people that they're going into these areas and they're doing stuff like this and they're destroying property or or not knowing how to behave, not knowing how to act, and they're acting like animals, and animals acting like people. You know, it's yeah. the funniest thing, because yeah. let me tell you, I've been, this has been on my mind for a while now. I've been going in, I I, I go through different hoods that I've uh, been in, from New York to down here. Like, all right, we got a hood down here in South Florida called um, Overtown. Mm-hmm. Everybody know Overtown. Like, if you watch the first 48, <laughs> first 48 would not be the first 48 <laughs> without Overtown. It's, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, the funny thing about it, here's the thing with it. Like, like me coming here in the early, it, the mid-90s and being in them areas, when you in, when you in it, you really don't even, you don't see, you don't see a lot of it. Like, you don't understand that you're in it. Until you get out and then you come back in. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the jungle, you don't see everything is lions, tigers, yeah. and bears. You know what I mean? When you get out now, you come back, you're like, oh snap. Cause I think a lot of us that grew up in certain environments, it just became your survival mode or second nature. Some people adapted to it well. Yeah. And some other people just wanted out. Yeah. So you had a different drive for certain other people where it's like, I want out, so I am going to do everything that I can. Like Aaliyah, you might, that might fit your category. Like you said, you didn't let that define you. You know what I mean? You didn't let that define you. I, on the other hand, I, 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 I didn't let that define me at all. But at the same time, I adapted to my environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I adapted to my environment. Like, I adapted to my environment. <laughs> okay? Meaning that... But you didn't have to. That was a decision that you made, correct? No, and put it like this. I didn't... It's not even the fact that I didn't have to. It was like, um... It's a funny thing about it. Like, some of my, some of my people's... That I know. What you shaking your hand for? I didn't even say nothing. Yet. Did you or did you not have to? I'm gonna explain that to you. The thing oh that, that makes it hey, so. Hey, hey the, the aggressive uh, aggressive women uh, episode coming back. I'm trying to I'm trying to tell my point. She want me to tell her story. You know what I'm saying? This no, you've been story. telling your story the whole show. This is his story. Yeah, my yes. story. His story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is. It's like growing up with with Q and and um and blacks, right? Yeah. These dudes, you know them. Yeah. You know what they're about. Yeah. Um. You, when certain things is going down. Is he getting answers from the sky? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up with the best nothing words I could put together. 
Hey, he's, he, he's, trying, he's trying not to say certain things. Yeah, you already know. I'm not calling nobody's name. I'm, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, when you grew up in the environment. Statue of limitations. Is hey, up, but. Hey, his environment was tough. Well, I'm just saying, right, here's the situation. Like, some of my peoples that I know, yeah. I actually read about a couple of them in books, and I didn't know, you know, like certain things they did. I knew what yeah. they're about. I didn't know what they did. So meaning, yeah. going back to what you asked, it's just the mere fact that in that environment, yeah. if it's me and him and we talking like this and he's no threat to me, I don't feel that portion of it. Yeah. Even if he's a killer out here in the hood, yeah. when he's amongst me, we're just that's family. That's my man. Yeah. We're good. I never did nothing to cross him. I don't have nothing to worry about with him. Yeah. So I don't feel the threat. Yes. I don't feel the hood. I don't feel everything that is associated with that. Yeah, some when sometimes when you're living the environment, it's just so it's a norm. different it's a different thing. Now you that might live across the street, yeah, I, I'm gonna put it in in perspective like boys in the hood. Yeah, you are near along across the street. You just came on the block. You really don't understand it. You look at everything as whoa, whoa. Your yeah. mom is telling you stay away from them boys. Yeah, there is a one or two good boys in 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 this hood. You understand? There's yeah. a Trey and there's a there's a Ricky somewhere here. Yeah. But you won't know that because you already have this impression in your head. Yeah. For Ricky and and uh, and Trey, they want to get out. But Doughboy to us is just regular. Yeah. I don't have no I don't have no threats. I don't have no qualms about Doughboy. Doughboy's my man. I don't have nothing. I know Doughboy can light up the whole block tomorrow. Yeah, but Doughboy to me is just is no threat, no threat. You understand? But well, I know, I know, if I get in the car with Doughboy, chances are, if it go down, it's either I'm about it with him, and I know the ending consequences. It's either I'm gonna die somewhere down the line in retaliation for what me and him are gonna yeah. do tonight, or we get locked up in the process of what we're doing tonight. It's just Man. that's where I make that conscious decision for myself now. Like Doughboy, I'm out. And you, 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 well, you, got, you got people in the hood who want to get out, but society make it seems like they're so comfortable. Like you know, they're comfortable with everything in the hood. They don't want to get out, but you have people in the hood want to get out, man. Well, the the thing is, if you look at certain uh, certain areas, right? Certain mm. areas are so chaotic and hostile that it becomes normal. And yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, because if because of the environment that you're in, it's constant warfare. So just like any war grounds, you have to know how to be a warrior or a soldier yourself. Like if you just wander across a battlefield and you don't understand that it's a battlefield, then you're accepting your loss. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> But when it comes down to like, yo, I got to do this for my family. I got to do this for my people. Yeah. It, it's the normality of that area. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. you do have individuals that they will fall into that pocket and they find their way out, whether it's through yeah. talent, whether it's through, you know, family, uh, a family died and gave them some, you know, gave yeah. them like, you know, money afterwards yeah. or something like that. You know, you have your options. But the problem with... The problem with modern day situations is not the same. So we can't still use that, you know, T, hold on. that issue. 
You know what I mean? We can't still use that same issue because the thing is, is if you look at modern day times right now, the reason why gentrification works so well is because we're actually allowing these things to happen, you know what I'm saying, to these neighborhoods when it comes down to to areas. Because like when I went down to Overtown in Liberty City to, you know, to start doing a a, a refresh of the city when I was down there with a group, we came together with at least like 30 plus, like 30, 40 people was down there to make a, you know, make a move, start, you know, doing different things. And we'll get there and you got syringes and stuff by the playground. Yeah, You know, you over there cleaning up and doing all sorts of things. And you got the people that live in that neighborhood asking you, why y'all doing that? Yeah. What's the what's the point? You get what I'm saying? And you're looking like you live here. That's Kids funny. running around here. Yeah, y'all don't think this, you think this is, you think this is good? That's one of you the, know what I mean? That, but that. the problem with is, it's like I said, it's the area. If you, if you can't step out of the area and look in it and say, yo, that shit don't look right. Right. And then come back in and fix it. <clears throat> if you stay within it, it will control you 100%. And it's, it, you have to look at yourself from outside yourself to understand yourself. You get what I'm saying? It's facts. I got T on the line. Hold on. Hold on one minute. I'm going to chime in T in Miami. T, what up? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? What's good? Man, John, T. What's up, family? Mr. Leo, how y'all doing? <laughs> good? Good? Hello, hello. Tough talk, T. What's good? Tough talk podcast. What's, What's good? Man, I, I, uh, it's, uh, I like to speak tonight, man. But you know what? Yeah. In the beginning of the show, when you played the Dr. Umar, yeah. uh, snippet, whatever he said, he said everything, man. Whatever he said in that snippet mm-hmm. is the truth. Is the truth. Uh, are you on speaker? Right. He's on speaker. You, on, you on speakerphone? Oh, uh, I got my Bluetooth. It's, oh, right. it's chipping in. It's going in and out a yeah. little bit. Going in and out. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I want to get everything yeah. you're saying. Yeah, you hear me? You hear me now? You hear yeah, me good? yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a little better. Yeah, yeah, it's a little better. Go ahead. Yeah. No, what I was saying is in the beginning of the when you played the snippet with Dr. Umar. Right. That was brilliant. I, I love it. Uh, I, I actually seen that. Live, right? You know, played on the radio live, right? Uh, and yeah. it to me is the truth, right? And the gentrification and the red line that what you were saying, man. I'm I'm back all that. Like that's I hate that it happened. Right. How you see how overtown Liberty City mm-hmm. get gentrified? Because yeah. you can walk through that now. You can walk through that now, and you will not see our our, our race. Going through, living through that right now. Uh, it's getting changed. Right. It's getting uh-huh. changed. It is. Oh, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real quick. I went down there um last week, matter of fact, right across from uh, Overtown Youth Center. You seen that new that new little building they building up right there? That the the third the three floor little spot across the street from the yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Okay. That right there is telling you what time it is. Mm. Now you go. Oh, yeah, now you go. You go a little bit east, three blocks down from the church, and you you see them little houses over there. That you know they got the different colors. You got some blue, some red, some greens. You know you see it. That's telling you what time it is. Again, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming because yeah, I'm, I'm coming. seeing. I'm coming. Seeing, you you know it already. You know it already. And now, you know what? Yeah. 
the Dr. Umar thing, I've been following Dr. Umar for a while. Right. Right? I actually, I know they say a lot of stuff about him in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's waiting too long to build an open school. I actually, I actually support him. Right. I actually get, I actually donate money to him from time to time. Okay. Um, um, got his book, everything. Um, but this, I like I said in the comments, we 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 had black doctors, yes. lawyers. Yeah, I see that. This man in the neighborhood, which yes. the kids when they grew up, they seen that example. Right. They followed that example, and like what he said back then, before the 1970s, we actually had men working with their hands, mm-hmm. being electrician, plumber, yeah, 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 had yeah. a job. Yeah. And I'm and I'm living proof because I'm an electrician. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm never without work. I always have work. It's a dream. Never ever. And I'm very, and I've been an electrician since I was 18 years old. Mm. Yeah. Okay? And as soon as I graduated high school, I made more money than anybody who went to college who graduated with me. They yeah. went to college for four years, got degrees, and I still make more money than them to this day. Yeah. Unless they are a lawyer or something else or a doctor. But other than that, I know some people that went to school, got degrees, and they're still not using it for the right reasons that they went to school for. Facts. Yeah. Paying hella long. Go ahead. And I also believe when they took out, I don't know what years, the year I was, when they took out the auto mechanics, all of the trades from high school. Oh, that that was a. That destroyed us also. They need to bring all of that back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I believe. That's that fact. Like, that's the two thousands, man. That's when trade school started popping up, and they realized yeah. instead of giving these kids opportunities out, they need to pay for it. You get what I'm saying? So then they started directing everybody to either charter, private, or uh, trade. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. in school, I grew up when I was in uh, high school, bro. You had shop. You had auto, you had all of that. You could literally yeah. walk out of school with a certificate yeah, to go in it to a job or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how it, you, it, yeah, it yeah. goes. You could, you could, like right now, I have a nephew. Mm-hmm. He decided mm-hmm. to go into AC work. Right. I, I guess he's kind of following me because I kind of mold him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's 20 years old right now, making more than the average man right now. Yeah, he's yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. The average and in America, the average person in America makes forty five thousand dollars a year. Right. He makes more than that. He's twenty years old. So let you me, don't find that too often. See yeah. now, let me ask y'all a question now, because there's a bunch of us in here that we all grew up in this different hoods, from different spots. But what made you not follow that path? Like, what made you be the one to get the red pill instead of the blue pill? That's the number one thing that we're trying to break down for tonight. I didn't want to die. The thing with it now yeah, is sir, we've just, all known them killers. We've all known them dope boys. We all know the pimp, the pushes, the blah, blah, blah. So what made some of us deflect and go a different route? We're all from the same environment, but we have a different outcome than some of our friends and, and what made each and every one of us straight mm-hmm. from that path different see that's the number one part of it that that we need to figure out because when you look at it now and you say okay out of a out of a block that might have 20 30 people that hang with each other you got like 
four of them still alive or two of them not locked up. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so now when you look at the ratio portion of it, you're like, okay, so now by design, like what the show to show for tonight is about by design, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. actually won. But what can we do Some now to change the situation so that the okay. next generation, because you see now the next generations yeah. from the Brooklyn's to the Overtown, they got that same mentality coming. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I believe. I believe it's going to start with the kids. With the, the kids key. that are living on. Okay. Once we, we, once we touch the kids and mold them yeah. back to how it used to be, maybe it might change. Because now the adults now, they're broken. You cannot. The only way for the adults to uh, do it again, they will have to unlearn to relearn. Mm, yeah, but when you understand we, what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're broken right now. We're broken right. Society for people around my age, or maybe older, or maybe in the twenty, they're broken right now. We have to start with the kids now, the right. little ones. But well, then, who but are the teaching the kids? We, 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 when we get out the hood, we avoid the hood. We don't go back to teach. We don't go back to educate. We don't go back to these yeah, kids. Yeah, you know? we, we don't, we don't go back. We move out of the hood. Yeah, and we don't go back and buy up the hood. So now you that's an, that's an interesting point. So here's the next part to that: invest back in the hood. Oh, before I lose my thought, one minute there. Here's the interesting part. Since we touched on that part, because I was going to leave that for another episode but to hell with it let's jump on that real quick then you have those now that like he said i have a career because i went to school okay they told me to get the nba to get the doctorate and all these different things that made me stand out from the rest of these bums that surround me right that's the mentality portion of it i used to live there so now that i'm out and i'm I'm gonna refer back to the movie boys in the hood again because remember trey's mom Went to school. Went to school. The father was around the way. Even though he's a realtor and he, you know, he's doing his thing. The mother, at one stage, you saw her. She yeah. was regular. The next stage, she's penthouse pimping. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a mm. different. And, and it, it tells you now, I'm out. You're still in. Do your thing. The thing with it now is, what about those blacks that feel like? I don't want to live amongst blacks anymore. I want yeah. to be in these neighborhoods yeah. amongst whites. And if there's a few blacks, I'll take it. But right now, I don't want to be amongst blacks anymore. I've heard it so many times where, I've oh, heard, I don't want to live in an all-black neighborhood. I've heard it. And I don't want to live in a, yeah. nothing with just seeing people that look <laughs> like me. And you're asking them the question like, yo, are you crazy or something? Like, and my kids has to go to the school. With yeah, mixed, I don't want uh, yeah. no, at all. Well, their life will be. Well, I don't nobody to get. I, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say how it is. This is how I think. I think what messed up was back in the sixties is when we fought for uh, uh, desegregation. Mm-hmm. We should have stayed segregated. Yeah, I agree. If you think about it, if you think about it, before mm-hmm. you segregated. We actually had the Tulsa, remember Tulsa, Oklahoma, before right, they right, bombed it. Right. Yeah. We, we had we had black millionaires. Right. We actually had millionaires before they was actually millionaires now. Right. Like we yeah, had we, millionaires before we were segregated. We, yeah, had, we had broadcasting. We had all that. We had everything. We had everything in the neighborhood. We had everything. Once we got segregated, 
if you look, go back in history and you go back and look, you will see how we started to separate ourselves from each other. Wow. Yeah. Like you just said, we wanted to be with them. We wanted to be with them. Yep. Yeah. A lot, a lot of that was was our people trying to instead of instead of us focusing on our situation and bringing yeah. and bringing our people up like every other culture do, we was trying to be a part of their culture, and which we weren't a part of their culture and we never have been. But yeah. we was trying to put ourselves in their culture. And they never wanted us to be in it in the to begin That's why that's why they pushed against uh, Martin Luther King's uh, movement. You know what I'm saying? Because they never wanted uh, integration. They never wanted any of that. Right. You, you don't see African. You don't see African people or Asian people trying to be with the with the. Uh, Yo, what's up, T? What's up, Tess? Well, hold on, yeah, hold on. Well, I, I got a book. I'm just gonna say the Pilgrims. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but I know. I read a book. I read a book. Uh, uh, I forget. Once I get it, when I get back to the house. Okay, but it's a book that I read about Martin Luther King. Uh-huh. The day I don't know it was a week or so before he he died. The reason he was he he was ready for war. Mm. He had buildings full of guns, mm. ready for war. That last march when he made to Washington D.C. Okay. before and then they killed him over there. Uh, that last march he had he was ready for war. He was going to D.C. to start something. Even though he was walking peacefully throughout them other years, but that last year, when he before, before uh, it was one of them years, a year or two before Michael Mech died, right. he had a meeting with Michael Mech. They had a meeting, because Michael Mech was a rebel. That's like, he was a rebel. Yeah. I, I was just about to say, he was ready to go to war. T, I was just about to tell you, if he had them guns in the basement, I, I'm guaranteed Michael Mech was the one that dropped them off. Like, yeah, Michael Mech. Michael Mack actually had a conversation with Michael uh, Martin Luther King and his wife. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They was ready for war, and they knew to take out Martin Luther King was going to change everything. They knew. Mm. Are you talking about the Godfather episode? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this one. No, 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 no. It's a book. It's a book that I got. I have to go back home. No, I, 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 I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. No, but the thing is, is they said um, Malcolm pretty much told him that what he's doing is he's actually um, he's actually reversing everything that that you know. Christina, what's up? That the black nations um, grew, and he's you know he was letting them know that what he's doing he's playing the role of a puppet. You get what I'm saying? Yes. After that whole yes. conversation, yes. you started seeing Malcolm. Um, no, I mean, uh, King, King. you started seeing him going on stage and he started saying to invest in Africa and yeah. invest in yeah. your community and all this other talk. He wasn't talking about integration anymore. Mm. He was talking about actually yeah. building us up. And mm. that's when FBI yeah. and the rest of them started sending him out letters like, yo, you better stick to the program or else. Mm. They sent him mad death tra- on death threats. You get what I'm saying? Warning him. So I think that's the reason why he started strapping up because he was like, yo, 
if I got it, if this the message you're going to take me out on, then that means that that's the message I shouldn't be talking about. So mm-hmm. that's why I got to keep on talking about it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, at that time, COINTELPRO was in full effect. You get what I'm saying? And there were spies everywhere in our system shutting it down because they were afraid that there would be a black united nation. You get what I'm saying? Just like how in the leaked in the leaked documents from uh, Hillary's uh, emails, she mentioned in there that how they had to take Gaddafi out because she was afraid that they were gonna um, that they were gonna um, create a united uh, states of Africa. You get what I'm saying? Because Gaddafi wanted off of the petrodollar, he wanted it out of the uh, the World Bank system, and he wanted to back his um, the nation under gold, gold and create their own nation before going out of Africa. You get what I'm saying? They were going to do like Africa was going to be a united Tulsa situation. You get what I'm saying? And, and they wanted him. Everybody come to them. And they took him out. They took him out. You get what I'm saying? And this is why I keep telling people that this is their biggest fear. Instead of we worrying about what Kanye's tripping on when he's a goddamn billionaire, I could give two <laughs> shits about what Kanye got to say. Yeah. We need to worry about why they want this message uh, this message to be shut down so bad. You get what I'm saying? We talk about um, about defeating the system, but yet we always run away from that one thing they fear. You get what I'm saying? If that's the thing they fear, why aren't we pushing towards that more? Yeah, you because we're because listen, order. everybody caught up in the matrix. That's what I'm about to tell you. Because yeah. they listen, yeah. Yeah. everyone, you know what it is? It's Whether a thing they be called, football. It's a thing called a comfort football zone. Football is a big, is a big part of it. Why it's a com- it's called a comfort football. zone. It's a comfort zone. Yeah. Everyone so now cool. don't want the sacrifices to be made. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like the forefathers before. Yo, you want it? Let's get it. Now? Yeah. Oh man, that mean I mean I got to mm-hmm. there's no more chicken wings and like she yeah. said football, I can't have TV, I can't yeah. have the comfort zones. Comfort. It's just so comfort. Yeah. They know how to suppress. They know what time it is. Nobody coming out comfort. That's why I tell a lot of these cats to stop repping these uh these uh gangs, bro. Stop repping blood, stop repping crips because they were never started on the basis of a block, a color, a none of that nonsense. You get what I'm saying? The leadership of those groups was brought together as a community effect. You get what I'm saying? To police their own, secure their own, protect their own, and build their own. You get what I'm saying? And they don't. And even they know were that. known for that. Nowadays, they banging on their own like that. Don't even make no sense. They don't. They don't. Now even, they got. They don't know what they. They. They don't even know what they're supposed to be doing. You so, got divisions that have separated blocks. All right. They have separated blocks banging on each other. We you you two blocks down talking about yeah. this is my block, this is my street, this is my this, this is my that. You, that don't even make sense. T T I'm a shout, I'm a shout at you, all right? Good looking for calling okay. in. All right. Good, good looking, man. It, man. All the time. All, right, all the time. Yeah, man. Be blessed. I got a um comment from Another one of our family, Christina. I'm gonna put yeah, this up real quick. Yeah. So she said, uh, I believe that although we live in the environment, whether it's the hood or ghetto, but what was stressed in the household, whether it was attended I'm education or working hard, working hard to, to make a living. Yeah. Attaining, my mistake. Um, 
Christina, you need to call in. <laughs> you need to call in. 954-998-6564. Christina, I need you to call it. You said comfort equal mental and emotional slavery. Facts. That's facts. Yeah. Facts. We need you to call in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just get comfortable where you are and so now here's here's the next thing. I don't know if anyone noticed a lot of these things in these um hood, certain areas. Yeah. So we got freeway Rick uh Rick Ross, right? The original Rick Ross. <laughs> okay. So Ricky. Okay, so freeway. Um now I've seen it in LA. We've seen it in LA. It's definitely a fun factor. Um seen it in Miami. Mm. New York, not as much. But in certain parts, yes. Like in um Fort Greene, I know. Yes, facts. Um the BQE, them different areas that it run through, it goes through Queens, left rack, them areas. Um, yes. Um, freeways. It's another thing that is by design. Wow. <laughs> in urban areas. Yeah. These throughways. You see what I'm saying? So it's another thing where a lot of people really don't understand certain things that are around you <laughs> on a grand scale. <laughs> we all know what she's talking about. The, 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 get, the, the get censored immediately uh, word. He's, he's on it right now. Canceled your oh, ass. Canceled your, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the fear of Nick Cannon canceled. <laughs> But, you know, it's just so odd that there's so many things around us that you did not know was by design. By design to keep you down. By design to keep you subservient. Cash by check design in. to make sure you do not pass go. Cash check in. Listen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> everything everything on the east side of that freeway. Everything on the east side of that freeway. Let's start the list real quick. Cash check-ins, um, liquor stores. <laughs> um, I don't want to say, but I gotta say bodegas, <laughs> okay? Which corner stores for some people. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? I definitely know, definitely. Weights and, and barbecue grills in the front yard is, is a definite. Honestly. I don't know what <laughs> is. I don't know the magnet, the attraction to having a Barbecue grill and a weight set that's rusting in the front of your yard. The the weight set is the prison, man. Is that dude know. that got out of prison? When you he can't stop. find no work, he can't find no work because grills, he's in prison. You know, because he was in prison. Oh, so he's so know. used to he's so used to having weights in the yard that he put yeah. weights in his own yard. You, you get <laughs> what I'm trying know. to say? Yeah, another that thing is, is exactly another thing. Is <laughs> empty shopping carts on the corner? <laughs> like, Jesus. Man. Shopping carts from Walmart. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you if you don't have a car to carry, that what you do? <laughs> no, you know the crazy part of it too. You ever know? You know these? They got these new advanced joints where you can't go past the parking yeah, lot yeah. with it. But somehow these dudes lift it up, throw it over, <laughs> take your shits out. It's like, yo, did you need it that bad? <laughs> and shopping, and then, and then, still drag it. And then when it ain't, when, and then when it ain't. When the tires ain't rolling no more, they get frustrated and kick it over and leave it somewhere in the corner somewhere. Yo, oh. the mentalities, I'm telling you, by design, every single thing that we're seeing 
Yes, it's a jokeful matter right now, but it's so serious. The walls are marked up when you're entering a wood. Mm-hmm. The, the Not a garbage wood. in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your ruler? He needs to get slapped on his hand, man. No, no, no. You know what I'm talking about? Yo, you know what I'm You know the edge thing when I really follow up the edge thing. What's that you claim, cuz? Hey, just say get, just say get over, just say get over. Oh, <laughs> hey, this is cute. Did you do an H? Hold on. Let me tell you how I know it. The guy when you're going at the garrison, <laughs> the streets, garbage, trash all over the walls, marked up. Mm. It just, it, ju- it just tell you, telling you when welcome. you're entering. Yeah. When you're entering, welcome. You know the the difference entering, but it's us who are doing it, dog. <laughs> We're the one chewing the bottles and the and and and, and the street corner, the garbage, uh, the trash you eat from thing. You know. What up, Deja? What's good? What's good, baby? <laughs> hey, listen, but hold on. I'm gonna tell you something. I remember the first time I went into uh, jungles one time, right? And the first time I went Where? into the j- jungle. <laughs> Okay, jungle, jungle. <laughs> okay, I remember the first time I went in there. Um, and I remember, you know, you hear the stories. Don't go in jungle, jungle this, jungle that. Yeah. All right, but I went in there with somebody that could go in there, so we're cool. But yeah. I remember somebody else was walking ahead of us. I I don't know what happened. I remember seeing that person running out with no shoes after. Okay. So when you see something, and I was young, so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, where are they taking me right now? <laughs> you know, like, because automatically your sense start going off like, yo, what did this, this person was walking fine a few minutes ago ahead of me. Now all of a sudden that person's running out <laughs> with no shoes on and people are chasing them. I'm like, yo. But again, the, 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 the mentality that it breeds, you understand what I'm saying? That's that's the situation. Oh, let me see. This might be Christine. Hold up. Call from. Oh, wow, that one is from <laughs> C block. Nah, that... C block. <laughs> Wood block. <laughs> that one is from C block. Hood block. So <laughs> wood wood cut out of Hey Christine, if that was you, hit me back. Hit me back. I think that was her. That, that had to be her. Hold up. Sure, it does say connection on Zenda. Facts on that. Hold up. Let me see. That's all like Let me see. Let me see if we can reach her real quick. So, like a collect. Hello? Christina, what's up, baby? What's up, everyone? How y'all going? Good night, good night, good night. All right. All right. Good comments. I need you to um speak your piece. Well, basically, I just believe that um, it definitely depends on, you know, the upbringing of that child. I'm just thinking about my personal experience, my mother. You know, we all grew up on the same block, my family. We all grew up on one block in the Bronx. And, you know, my aunt was across the street and I was 
on the other side, my grandmother down, down the block. Um, you know, but we had everyone that looked out for each other on that block and everyone that stressed the same, you know, um, themes, if you will, you know, as far as like children to go out to school, get an education. If you're not home by a certain time, one of your neighbors was calling your mother or your aunt or your your grandmother. So village. Yeah. So a village, a village. Exactly. And even outside the village, internally, like in my household with my mother, my stepfather, my sister, you know, we couldn't come inside the house without, you know, good grades. And if the grades weren't up to par, you know, you're going to get a slapping or a whooping or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're going to (laughs) get disciplined for not having that. So I think a lot of that has been um, lost in the shuffle. You know, the discipline and, and what's important and what we should be bringing our children up with these 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 themes and these models that mm. they should be living by. So let me let me ask you a big question. And I'm asking on behalf of Q. So which <laughs> which which wood <laughs> in the Bronx to come from? You know, it was it was not necessarily a great part growing up, you uh-huh. know. Um, now it's even worse, unfortunately. But, you know, back then, you did have, you know, the issues. You had issues, and it wasn't like anything was secretive right. or anything was um, hidden from us. Like, we know as children, mm-hmm. like, where to go, where not to go, who to talk to, who not to talk to, if this happens, what we're supposed to do. Um, but, you know, we were, we were raised with values. Right. You know, and I'm not going to say that everyone that was in that village came out and, you know, made a name for themselves, right, but yeah. they did okay. You know, they were brought up, they had the values that were instilled, and, you know, they, they're, they're thriving, they're doing what they need to do. Now, let me ask you a question now. So, mm-hmm. here's the funny thing about it. You grew up in that area. Did you ever... Like this, we had a. Yeah, I know you chimed in a little bit later in the in the program, but I don't know if you were listening in the earlier parts. We were saying that the fact that you can live in this environment and not even feel or know that it is what it is because you're just so used to it. Yeah. Did you experience yeah. that? Like you knew, like you see how you're probably out of the Bronx now, and now like uh-huh. you're saying that it's worse now. But right, you can see that from so, a different lens now because you're out. But while you right. were in it. It's no. You yeah, know. I didn't know a difference. I right. didn't know a difference. Right. I thought we thought we was good. Yeah, you know, the That's only the time that there was a difference was like if one of the children on the block had different toys, right? Yeah. Like they had a Barbie dream house or something, and you there with your Barbies, and you know you're putting toilet paper on the Barbies because you're making <laughs> to- like clothes, clothes for the Barbies. Uh, you know, so that's the, yeah, that's the only way we knew that there was something missing or something that's different and then we go back to our parents and say well why don't we have this mm-hmm. and then they'll say shut your mouth like <laughs> you know but then think about what it we now. Talk about? think about uh-huh. it from the theme of the show for tonight where it's by design can you imagine the fact that how it would be if this wasn't even created like where, where you would be your family would be and everyone else it's just right. It's just strange to know that it was designed someone to keep you down. Sit right. and orchestrate right. this. 
This is but, where we should live. But, but yup, but remember, see, I want to thank you, for all. Me. Thank you very much. All right, all right you're welcome. We thank all you. knew this. Good night. Good night. We all knew this as a community back in the days. The problem is, is black people have gotten so comfortable nowadays that they they trick themselves into believing that system doesn't exist. Why wouldn't a system exist like that in a system that enslaved hundreds of thousands, millions? Yeah. Drowned. Remember, a lot of people don't realize a lot of the Great Lakes that are in America used to be a black neighborhood. Mm, a lot yeah. of people don't understand that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. why wouldn't that system exist? Why wouldn't a system that 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 lied about uh, that lied about um, the shot in Tuskegee? You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. What? Why would it? Why wouldn't that system exist? You get what I'm saying? The problem is people need to understand that the system is it exists for the benefit of the system. So it's working exactly the way it's supposed, it's supposed to, to work. So when you believe it's not there, that's why you fall into the system. And that's why you aid the system to exist. You get what I'm saying? The reason why I chose to get out and why I chose to still go back in and try and help is because I have seen family members, friends, and all sorts of people walk down that same road, mm. walk into the same trap, and either fall or lose themselves to the same things. So I always used to say, y'all don't see that? I say, y'all don't see this? Yeah. No one sees that. No one see the pattern in this? Yeah, you mean to tell me y'all still going to walk down the same block? So why wouldn't the system continue if they know people are just going to willingly be stupid enough to walk into it when there's all the signs on the planet that says it's there? Fight for the you know what I mean? It's, it's like we said earlier, though, to end everything off for tonight. The same thing like we said earlier. Like Christina said, like we all said, comfort zone. Yeah. Comfort zone. You see, once that system invites yeah. you in, Okay, and now you feel like you're part of the system, the pilgrims. <laughs> now you feel like you're one step better than your man next to you. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? He's working like So crazy. now you're like, okay, he's well, I don't have to do what he's doing because yeah. I'm special. He's working so hard. I'm Look a little bit me. more special yeah. than he is. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a certain uh, there's a certain Caribbean shorty that I always think that she's so damn special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she elevated herself. Exactly. <laughs> Bird gang. Okay. Exactly. Bird gang. So our reality will kick in eventually for Bird gang. Yeah. So we all know what the deal is. So fly pelican fly. Okay, <laughs> so at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I want everyone. That's, to per that's a perfect example, though. Nah, it's that perfect up. example. That up, but we're, that's on the next segment coming up. We're gonna start mm -hmm. breaking these things down in, in in bigger forms. Tonight was just a skim, so we had a great discussion tonight. I want to thank everyone: T, Christina, Deja, Khalil. Who else chimed in? Let me see my man in the room. Who Jess, yeah, big yo, Jess, what's good? What's good, family? Um, I just want to tell everyone right now, it, this right now is an educational process. I want everyone to understand. So chill, what up? MD, what up? Dre, what up? Yeah. Um, Callie was good. Maria was good. Um, 
for everyone out there to understand what's in, what's in your environment, what's around you. Tomorrow, I hope that you can get up tomorrow, walk outside your neighborhood, and, and really take a look. Take a look at what we discussed tonight by design. Yeah. The yeah. different things that you have in your neighborhood, yeah. the liquor stores, the, the throughways that's passing over your head, yeah. different things like that. No matter whether you're in a um, gated community or not, because don't think don't that these little things aren't by design as well. Okay, so at the end of the day, I hope that this educated you on certain things. And like Aaliyah said, don't let the environment control you. Control your own environment. Just create your own environment. At the end of the day, here, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So on behalf of live at the barbershop tonight. I want to thank my man, Black Republican, for chiming in tonight. Yeah, Black, man. Hey, y'all should, y'all should see a lot more of me because, you know what I'm saying, I have uh, recently went Dude, through yeah. a uh, occupational uh, change. <laughs> so. You got, so you got a divorce. I like that. You got yeah, a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> that, bird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we going to get a little thing called bird call. Bird yeah. call. That's what we gonna do from now on. Ain't no bird around here. We gonna brr, bird call. That's it for real. Maybe she record that. I like how that sound. Brr, bird call. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Aaliyah. She didn't like that. She actually remember for the females yeah, out there. She, she, she like go that. like this. Uh, uh, it's past. It's past bedtime. You ain't see how many times she was yawning. You know what's up. She goes like this earlier. Yeah, everyone know when Aaliyah start. We just go like this. Yeah. Knockout zone. Mike Tyson Mike Tyson knockout. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you you know that little uh, that little knock that used to tell you to wrap up the show? That's Aaliyah. She go like Aaliyah was one of She was one of shit up. Wrap the shit up. Do you know where your kids are? Her mom's just like, yes, she's in her bed. Y'all need to wrap the shit up. Aaliyah was one of them kids. You know where your child is. <laughs> My mom's just like, mm, yeah, come with toast. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining us tonight, everyone. Um, I hope you were educated and informed and entertained at the same time. Thank you very much. Um, matter of fact, Blacks, you can end it out since you're not here on a regular. Let you chime off on that one there. Yes. See, you're not even used to this. <laughs> hey, you the host, my guy. Aliyah's trying to go to her bed. Let's go. Check us out. <laughs> all right. Hey, check us on all the platforms. Y'all know the deal. All Everything that holds either a podcast, live viewing, or audio. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget to like us on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, everything. Y'all see the list at the bottom. This is live at the yeah. barber shop. Yeah. Join us every yeah. Friday. This is the same reason why you can't let them in your neighborhood. Okay? That's why the programs don't want you. You just made your own yeah. thing up. Thank you. Holla. Right. You got to wig it, my guy. That's we how you adjust. We gotta, right? you, can't go by, you can't go by the script all the time. Yeah, I, don't think so. I, would. I like I that. Looking, yeah. I was looking like, all right, hold on. I didn't write that. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Life don't have a script, all right? Shit. Make sure you go out in the world and be somebody. And um, from from Wood to wood. Yeah. Everybody, I hope everyone <laughs> enjoyed us. Hey, hey, no wood our own here, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. Live at the barbershop. I'll see you next Friday, 9 o'clock. Holla. Peace out. Holla. Go out in the world and be somebody. <laughs>